Drink it in now. Deep left side carry on. Picks on the block. At the five. At the two. At the one to the end zone. Touchdown Detroit Lions. Drink it in now. Get up Stafford throws. It is end zone. I love the Lions. Say it with me. I love the Lions. Drink it in. Detroit Kool-Aid, what is going on, everybody? We are back right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast with another episode of the Fantasy Football Flavor Show. Man, we were off a week. Last week, I did a solo show. I told all the Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers about the Derek Oakry, at Derek Oakry on Twitter, Detroit Lions on Reality Sports Online that I built. I mean... Uh, absolute championship team I'm building there. Bobby Quinn, you got to watch out for your job. Um, Chuck was uh, still busy with his family. He is back today. And before I bring him into the show, I mean, for a rookie, for a guy that I brought on here on the podcast a few weeks ago, he's still learning the ropes. The guy comes out with demands right off the get-go. I mean, in his contract, this guy wants intro music. I mean, are you kidding me? Like, what, what guts, what gall of this guy? I did it for him anyway. Here you go. Chuck, what's going on, buddy? Well, you know, Oakry, I hope you're out there saying your prayers and eating your vitamins so that you have a good draft during this fantasy football season. <laughs> well, let me tell you something, dude. Today, we are going to talk all about fantasy football for the people. And man, I got you music, man. I mean, do I take care of you or what? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I appreciate it. You know, they got the music's much better than I am. So, you know, we, we'll go with it. <laughs> absolutely man we'll uh we'll have some fun with that we got the new soundboard going i told the people that uh, we were bringing some new production values so we're testing it out our volumes everything should be better this week than it was last week the people are hanging in there with us so that's fun but yeah man got you a little intro music to have some fun with mate we'll see when we play it we'll see if you earn it each week if we'll uh if we'll play some Hulkster for you but uh that was fun off the jump and uh chuck man we got news and notes man Melvin Gordon, my man Melvy, he's on a couple of my big, big fantasy teams with some big stakes. And this guy says he's holding out. He's not showing up. He's going to sit at home and try to get that paper. And uh, he's not going to be at camp. He says he's not going to be putting on a Charger uniform. And if they can't get it together, he wants to be traded. What are your thoughts on this, man? He's a top running back in the league. Really high draft pick, a guy that really produces year after year. Well, what are you thinking about these demands by uh, Big Melvin Gordon? Pay him, pay the man, give him his money. Got to. He, he deserved it. Um, you know, I don't know if he deserves the top top money, like I said, because he's been a little injury prone. But I say pay the man. Um, it just depends on what the Chargers see his worth. If they think Adam Eckler is better than, you know, or Adam, he could do. Uh, Melvin Gordon's job, then they probably won't pay him. But I say pay the man. He is worth a lot to your team. Yeah, man, it's crazy to me. Like, I've had Melvin 
basically coming out as a rookie or got him in his first couple of years in the league. And these last few years, I mean, he scores a ton of touchdowns. He can catch the football. He can uh, run inside the tackles. He can bounce it outside. He's big. I mean, I love everything about this guy. I remember when he had the knee issues, I actually tried to kind of get rid of him when he had that micro fracture. I was really worried, but he's really bounced back from that. No issues. Um, I agree paying him. I always just shake my head at what NFL running backs make. I mean, the the top guy, I mean, these guys are barely getting in that double digit millions where, uh, you know, other leagues are making ridiculous money. Quarterbacks obviously are making ridiculous money. So disrespect to the, to the running back, no doubt in the NFL, but, uh, I think this guy you got to take care of. The Chargers have not done so, man. They 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 run a hard ship over there. So I'm a little worried that my few of my teams, I'm going to have to make sure my backups. Now, as you know on the show, like I'm all about depth. I'm all about adding uh, just stud players uh, more than just my starters. So I feel good even where I got him. But uh, definitely don't want to ha- not have Melvin all year. So I'm with you. Pay the man. Take care of him. Hopefully he's not wearing another uniform. Be intriguing to see if they did end up dealing where he might go but uh we'll see what happens with that man uh another item that popped up this week is this whole owners talking about hey uh we we want 18 games but don't worry you guys are still just gonna play 16 which is like what like <laughs> so our star players our, our coaches gms everybody have to figure out when to sit our stud uh, players on each team i mean i don't know how that's gonna work yeah I, i'm not sure on that other uh either but again you know where do you, where do you sit these guys at? I mean, you got to strategically plan where you're going to sit these star players so it doesn't affect your run for the playoffs. I mean, I couldn't imagine like sitting there with a top fantasy team or like it's your it's your boyhood team, your hometown team, and you're sitting there like deep in a playoff run. You're like, oh man, we haven't sat our quarterback uh, the two games yet. Like, when are we going to do that? Like, I just think it would be a mess from that perspective. I do like it from a a strategy of just sort of like if there weren't all these other implications, like, okay, like these guys are still playing 16 football games. We as fans are getting 18 more meaningful games rather than these junk preseason games. So I'm usually a proponent of anything that's get gets rid of the preseason, but I just don't know. I, I think there's way too many things in regards to fantasy football, you know, actual playoff races in the NFL, you know, um, how do you even sit a starting quarterback, you know, when you don't have to, that just seems like a nightmare to uh, impose on people. So they'd really have to hammer out a ton of details and get it together. So I think this is more just a bargaining chip as they normally do. They throw something out there, make it sound halfway good when really they're just trying to get something else out of the deal. So uh, I think we'll be seeing 16 NFL games and you, what usually fantasy is about uh, 12, 13 weeks, some, somewhere in that range. And then you start your playoffs. So I think it'll stay like that uh, even moving forward in the new agreement. Yeah, I would say most likely. Uh, I mean, how, yeah. How do you set, uh, you sit your uh, starting quarterback? I mean, what if you, what if you bring in your backup quarterback and he goes in there and 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 just balls out, you know? <laughs> then you got another you got a QB con- uh, <laughs> controversy sitting there because you had to sit your starting quarterback, even though or, or the done or, anything to practice. <laughs> or the other way comes out and he's terrible and like now it it costs my team. Like at least in the preseason, I can sleep through that preseason game when he's out there throwing pick sixes and fumbling the football. I don't have to worry about it. But uh, yeah, I don't want. I don't want that really counting against my team, but I don't know. It's a tough one, but I mean, why can't we just go 16 games to preseason? I mean, that seems like the easiest answer to me at this point. 
Yeah, I, I agree. You know, I don't even know who the backup quarterback is for the Cowboys. I think it might be Cooper or Cooper Rush, maybe. <laughs> I, I you guess- know what? This is funny. This is actually a fantasy thing. So I know because in my crazy 32-team league, I I got Dak Prescott. So part of my strategy was I got his, his two backups. That way, in case anything happens, like I'm pretty much covered because there's no depth, right? 32 teams, you're not you're not picking up QBs off the waiver wire. So my, my three are Dak. Cooper Rush and Michael White, the rookie they took last year. So uh, I actually know the, the Cowboy quarterbacks well. But yeah, man, I, I don't know. I don't think it'll work. Uh, anything else jumping to you, uh, news and notes, or you want to get into our main topics today? Uh, let's go ahead and get into our main topics. Uh, we don't want to bore the people with too many news and notes. Oh, man, it's not boring. This is important NFL stuff. Chuck, man, your Cowboys, my Lions will be heading to training camp in like a week. Like, uh, I think it's 10 days away, uh, pretty much, which is absolutely crazy. Like, uh, looking forward to it. So the people are, they're hyped up for football, man, and they're hyped up for fantasy football. I'm sure drafts are getting going. Things are being talked about. So that's what we're here to do is uh, give them some info. So today, we uh, we put this out on Twitter. We kind of teased it. We're here to talk about how do you win? We want to talk about winning. That's what people want to do. They don't want to just show up in these leagues to have fun. They don't want to just show up for the camaraderie or so they can talk to their um, the dumb employee across the cubicle. They want to win. So we're going to talk about that. I want to hit on some Lions breakouts. And then we're also going to hit on some just big time NFL fantasy football breakouts. Guys that maybe under the radar, guys that... Um, didn't have a tremendous year last year, maybe, or we're on the come up that we think will just really make an impact on teams uh, this year. So you, you ready to do this? Yes, let's go ahead and do it. By now, most of you have probably heard of Reality Sports Online, the most powerful fantasy sports platform where owners get to build and manage their fantasy teams, just like an NFL general manager. But the question is, have you tried it? It's time to go see what all the buzz in the Dynasty community is all about. I'm talking free agency, multi-year contracts, a rookie draft, multi-team trades, franchise tags, contract extensions, first-round rookie options, automated contract and salary cap functionality, and much, much more. Think it sounds way too complicated for the time you have available? I'm here to tell you, it's not. The best thing about Reality Sports Online Fantasy Front Office is that it doesn't take any more time than a standard league. It just requires more strategy. So you think you're among the fantasy elite? Well, this is the platform to test your mettle. Still not sure? You can test out your general manager skills for free in a mock free agency auction. If you like what you see, use the promo code KOOLAID, all one word, lowercase, to receive a 10% discount on your team or league today. Fantasy just got real at realitysportsonline.com. So Chuck, man, we're just going to start with the big item. We're going to talk about winning. I mean, do you like getting second place in your league? No, not at all. (laughs) Is third place worth anything? Not in most leagues. No. See, see, those are what I like to call the Grifka spots. Now, now, the spot I like to do is the first spot where you get the championship belt, brother. Um, and, and that's what I'm going for. So let's talk about how you win your leagues. Let's talk about some, some big topics. 
I've talked before about the draft. Like you don't win your fantasy league at the draft, but you, you can definitely hurt yourself or maybe lose it at the draft. So what I think is really important is having a solid draft, getting that depth. Again, I, I'm kind of a proponent of, yeah, you don't pick positions, but I'm definitely leaning running back heavy. I like to go running backs, either one, two or, or running back wide out running back. Um, that way I'm not chancing it that they're not going to be there. I think that's the way you get depth and that's the way you maximize your draft is taking the premier positions at the right rounds with the right players. I mean, do you think the draft is a real important thing to winning when it comes to your league? Um, it is important. I mean, everything you do in in fantasy football is important um, to your team. It could build the foundation that you need um, to help build throughout the season. Um, my, my big thing is, is when you go into your draft, you want to have a game plan and you want to stick to that game plan. You don't want to panic just because somebody took one of the players ahead of you that you wanted and you would thought would drop to you. Um, I've seen a lot of guys start panicking. Then they start reaching for players because at a certain position that they're starting to run down in, you know, I, I to me, I don't think you, sh- you should panic. You should stick to your game plan. If your position's out where you you started off with, go to the next one, take the best player that you think is and keep going. Now, real quick, uh, when you talk about this preparation, not panicking, did your magazine come in the mail yet? Yeah, yep. I took a picture of it and sent it to you. <laughs> oh, did you? Yeah, it's uh, in the mail. It'll be there in two to three days. <laughs> Have you read it cover to cover? I mean, the people have been waiting for you to get this magical uh, fantasy football magazine that nobody else uses anymore that's going to give you all this knowledge. So it, it is in your hands. You you've got the You got the content now? I, it's not in my hands directly right now, but I do have it in, in my house. Um, okay, I, well, well, perfect. See, I'm sitting in a Cowboys basement right now, and I can't bring this book down because my favorite magazine had to put Saquon Barkley uh, <laughs> the cover, which is... You mean the best player in fantasy football, you mean? Yeah, he's the best player in, in fantasy football, could be. Um, but it doesn't mean <laughs> I want him in my basement. Oh man, it hurt you to say that, but uh, I, I agree with you that you got to sort of, you know, I only have your plan, but stick to your plan. But I'm also a proponent. Like people will ask me, like, "Hey, Okri, what do you go? You know, what are you doing in your drafts, or what's your plan?" And like, my plan is to come in with players I like, come in with a a, a value in of for certain players, and let the draft fall. Like, I'm not going to come in with this plan and like not be shaken, like you said, and and not just. I mean, if if all running backs go off the board. I was picking at the end of a round. Heck, I'll take a receiver then, you know, if it's the right player and the right value. But I'm going to kind of, like you said, have an outline of what I'm going to do. But you got to be able to react as well, like you said, and and react in a good way. I think like what you're saying is don't panic. Don't uh, don't be unprepared. Don't get flustered. And then don't uh, don't be ready for all the, the curveballs you get thrown in a draft. You got to be ready to, to change up on the fly, no doubt. Yeah, and don't. Don't fall into the preseason hype. Um, I was in a league uh, a few years back. It's actually been a long time ago. And I, we, I had a guy go up there, and he wrote down Falk. I thought Marshall Falk. I'm like, cool. <laughs> you got him. Nope, it was Kevin Falk because he just watched <laughs> Kevin Falk score three touchdowns in the preseason game. And he's like, oh, that guy's real good. Yeah, okay. Needless to say, that guy came in last place. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Man, again. The preseason hype. 
<laughs> again, big questionable. Some of these leagues you're in. I mean, I would love to love to be in some of these. You you've brought up stories about not the uh, not the sharpest knives in some of these leagues uh, they got going. But but here's my other thing. You said uh, don't buy the preseason hype. I'm all about the preseason hype. I I love kind of looking ahead and trying to figure out who's going to blow up or who's got the buzz, who's in a great situation going with those guys. I mean. Again, we hate to knock Grifka on the show. Well, no, we don't. We love to knock Grifka. He's the guy that will just take the guy that was good last year. I mean, that's not going to win you championships. You got to be on the buzz. You got to like be having your ears to the to the grindstone, saying like, who are these experts? Who are these talking heads saying are going to be good? Because that's what they do for a living. So yeah, there's some knuckleheads out there, but they also have a lot of inside info. We don't. So I'm always looking for you know, where the hype is and, and why, you know, and then you get, yeah, you got to decipher it a little bit, but uh, I'm all about that, man. L- let's, let's do this. Let me go to my boy, Jim Caldwell for our, my next point uh, about what I want to talk about. So this is something he'd often say, I think it's, it's pertinent right now. Um, policy is still the same. You check the report. <laughs> Jimothy Caldwell would always say, check the report, shout out uh, thoughts and prayers, Jim Caldwell. I guess he's got some medical uh, things going on. Not my favorite coach, but I uh, hope he's all right. But uh, he would always say, check the report. And so my next item on how to win, man, free agency, like when you're picking up guys, like you got to check the report, who's injured, who's not, where you got an extra roster spot. You know, are you light on a certain position? Are you heavy on another? Can you kind of tweak your roster? I think this is one of the biggest things to winning fantasy football is week in, week out rosters. What kind of moves are you making? You know, how are you, who are you picking up? How are you doing it? Like, this is where you really separate yourself. Um, at least one of the ways I think you really separate yourself once the season and the draft is over. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You have to, you have to stay active in free agency. You have to stay active to see who's out there on the waiver wire. Um, sometimes a waiver wire will put you through the playoffs. You know, you definitely got to stay active towards uh, towards that for sure. Do you say playoffs? Playoffs? Don't talk about it. Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. I mean, <laughs> I think it's... Uh, uh, ex-Colts that? coaches. You got all these, these skits for all these ex-Colts uh, coaches. <laughs> yeah, man. It's, it's my ex-Colts soundboard I got going. I mean, it's got everything. But nice. Nice. see, I didn't yeah. know that Jim Caldwell talked until you played that. Song. That's good. Well, he per- he pretty much just says, uh, um, "Policy is still the same." You check the report. <laughs> that's pretty much it. And then he goes out and screws up at the end of the football games and costs us. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much what he does. But uh, yeah, man, I, I think you got to stay on all the details. Um, you know, one thing I do with free agency is sort of a feel thing for me. I sort of just, you know, um. I know guys I like, you know, I kind of keep my eye out, but I'm not spending. People think like if you're getting good players on the waiver wire that you're spending nights and all this time on there. I mean, basically on a Tuesday after the games are over, you kind of want to check it out. You know, keep if people are cutting people in your league. I remember last year somebody cut carry on Johnson pretty much either right before the season or after week one. I, I took my whole free agent budget basically and spent it on him because I thought he had long-term upside. This is a keeper league too. And sure enough, got him and he's my rookie keeper now in that league. So you really got to be, you know, on it if somebody makes a move like that and be ready to pounce if you have to. But yeah, man, free agency is important. I mean, keep keep a, keep your ear on like those practice reports. We're talking about practice, not a game, not a game. We're talking about practice. 
practice, man. I mean, how silly is that? I mean, don't you agree? I mean, I don't think it's silly at all. I, I just don't know what the word dad is. I mean, he said, how <laughs> dad. I oh, greatest, greatest sound of all time. That's what dad is. <laughs> I thought he meant Dak. He said he saw at practice, he saw Dak. I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. Oh no, man. But, uh, yeah, I think we hit it. Like definitely keep, uh, keep on that free agent. Let me, let me throw this one to you. I think this one's super important. And this is one I'm not the best at. I got to admit like weekly lineups, man, like coming into Thursday, coming into Sunday games, putting in that perfect lineup, you know, no one, okay. This guy isn't really my starter, but he's got a great matchup and play him. I have a couple buddies. This is all they do. They have garbage lineups. They put in, people uh week to week and they end up doing really well whereas like my strategy is much more like play my studs play my starters away we go i mean what's your thought on weekly lineups because i think this is just as important as free agency oh absolutely he's playing the uh playing the right people but i'm with you man i i i play i play my studs i don't try to play matchup i mean if i got if i got barkley or zeke i'm playing them i don't care what defense they're playing against I'm playing them, you know, I don't, I don't know, uh, necessarily agree on like this rotation thing that some, some people tend to do well on and they tend to live by, you know, where, well, this running back's playing against this defense and this defense is number 28th in the league against the run, blah, blah, blah. But I mean, you can, if you've got, uh, some, you know, running backs where you're leaning towards one way or another, then yeah, you can look at the, uh, the defense and see what, how they are stacked up against the run. But, yeah, I'm with you, man. I, I play my studs. Yeah, I think that's the way to do it. Let, let me hit another big item, and then I'm going to rumble through a couple here quickly. So the other big one I have, and, and this to me, at least the way that I do fantasy football, this is the one that not only is the most fun for me, but I think separates me a lot of times when I do have a really good team or when I make a big run in the playoffs. Trades, man. I think that after that draft, you got to sort of be looking – where you can make a trade. And like, for me, I don't even really reach out and send out a million offers, but I am on it when like somebody reaches out to me and is sort of like, Hey, you know, would you want to trade for so-and-so? I usually say like, uh, I'm not looking to move them, but I'm open to offers. And then if they send an offer, that's sort of where it starts a little negotiation. And we usually can strike a deal if it's not one of my core guys that I'm like absolutely set on, I'm having for that season. So I think trades are a way to get really ahead really quickly. One or two good trades can really catapult you to a really dominant team. I think uh, what's your thoughts on trades, Chuck Dog? Oh, I agree with you a hundred percent. I'll even sometimes in my draft, I'll, draft somebody knowing that later on down the road I'll probably end up moving them to better my other position that maybe that went too fast during the first three rounds you know I'll, I'll draft at a position where I know they're going to be weak at then maybe I can make a work, work a trade out to uh, better that other position that I was unable to you know solidify during the draft yeah it's a it's a key part of the game no doubt um, let me hit a couple quick ones here. I mean, I've got max out your roster. There's a lot of leagues where you can put people on IR, you can move them around. I've seen people just sit there with empty roster spots. You don't want to do that. You want to max out your team. You want to maneuver it. So like, Hey, in an ESPN league, if a guy's considered out, you can put him on your IR, pick up another guy, 
you know, if the guy comes back, you can reshuffle at that point, but you always want to fill up completely. And that's where you can take a flyer on a guy. Maybe you have that spot and you just take a swing on a running back. He ends up blowing up. Hey, there's trade bait before your other guy comes back. I think it's really important to max out your roster. Um, I have here, you know, play, play defense sometimes against other teams. I mean, excuse me, this isn't something I do all the time, but I definitely look around and come playoff time. If somebody really needs a position, you know, you might go get that guy or that position to sort of, you know, keep the other team from them or sort of do little tactics like that. Hey, you know, week two, it doesn't really matter, but come those playoffs, if you got to pick up a defense, you know, an extra defense, cause the other team has a terrible defense or, you know, they need a running back and there's a decent one on the waiver wire. You got to go get them. I mean, those are those are a couple ones I had. Even like uh, if you're in a big keeper league or something, like I'm always trying to trade for draft picks in future years, you know, if I can, because a lot of people will just give up the farm for something right now. You can always acquire those future assets and help your team down the road. So those are a couple items I had. You you got some other things that help you get ahead and and take home trophies in in these leagues. Uh, basically, basically the same thing as you, man. You you want to keep your uh, your roster solidified. You want to. You don't want empty spots in there. You know, there's no point to have an empty spot. You might as well put somebody there. You never know what that somebody will do. Um, so, I, yeah, I'm with you. I would just keep that that roster full. Um, and like I said, if you keep it full, you might actually have some trade bait later on to uh, really jumpstart your team to get into the playoffs and, and beyond. Yeah, man, this is like a Grifka episode. I mean, you agree with me on everything. I mean, I, I, I just must be the smartest man in the, in the universe, don't you think? Well, when it when it when it comes to winning uh, fantasy football, it's it's as easy as ABC one two three. You just gotta follow your. <laughs> you, yeah, your... Just follow. I don't even know why you have the magazine. You could just come on the show and listen to me. I mean, well, right? I mean, well, you're just reading. Right, you got your face in a laptop right now. That's, no, that's what you. <laughs> this is the answer I was hoping you'd give me. Yeah! Yeah! That's all you need to say is like that. I that I know all hit me with the quad. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> so so Chuck Doug, like you agreed with me. We we told the people how to win. Now now hold on a second. Know your role and shut your mouth because the people's champ is ready to talk. Step your game up. Step your step your step your game up. I'm asking you to step your game up here, Chuck, because. We need before we get to the the NFL breakouts. The people need some Detroit Lions breakouts in, when it comes to fantasy football. This is what they listen to the show for. They want some Lions content. I've got a few on my uh, I'm on my list. I'm gonna throw to you. Like, give me one or two names on the Detroit Lions that might blow up and give you some good stats. Obviously, they've got some playmakers, so you've got some options. Like. What do you think in regards to Lions fantasy breakouts 2019? Step your game up. Let's go. All right, here we are. I really like Carrion. I think Carrion's gonna. I think he's gonna be a guy that's gonna get you double-digit touchdowns, and he's gonna put up some some pretty good yards. I'm gonna say he's gonna put about 1,200 up, double-digit touchdowns. Um, and I like Stafford. I don't know what it is about Stafford. I just got a feeling about him this year that. He's going to do really well in fantasy football. I love both those names, man. I mean, you brought up uh, you brought up the QB. Uh, I'm with you. Like, I, there was a crazy article. Me and Griffco will get into it on the Kool-Aid cast. But uh, 
you know, Golden Tate saying Matt Stafford's the best quarterback you ever play with. He's super uh, smart. He can really play ball. He's a great teammate, all that stuff. So I, I would love a real big bounce back from him. And then everybody that's listening to our show knows I've uh, – I loved carry on when they drafted carry on. I was a little bit bummed because like we're talking fancy football, but I felt like the lions were giving up draft picks to go get a guy, even though I liked the player, I didn't like him giving up picks, but I mean, here we are a year down the road. And I was telling a buddy today, I was kind of like, I really cannot wait to watch the lions with this guy as a starter. He's going to get touches. He can catch, he can do all the things I talked about that Melvin can do. Um, and I think, you know, he could be, he could be an absolute breakout. I love the numbers you gave him. I think he could, could do that and, uh, really be an impact. So I like those two names. Um, when it comes to me, I mean, I think Marvin Jones is being undersold. Everybody's talking about trading him, doing this, that, like, I think he's still a pretty silky receiver. I mean, I could see him sort of, you know, surprising some people with the impact he has again, either with his touchdowns or, you know, he's had pretty good yards down the field. So that's a sneaky name that a lot of people are forgetting about or writing off. So I'd love Marvin to do some things. And then uh, without going with the obvious, I mean, again, the, the, the Kool-Aid drinkers know that I've called Kenny Galladay from way back in the day and he's really stepped up last year. And I think he could take a quantum leap, but I'm going to go with a different name. This is a guy that I've went back and forth on. Theo Riddick, this is a guy that came on the scene and I thought, man, this is the best pass catching back in football a couple of years ago. He would not only catch it, he, he'd give you that stanky leg and uh, just drop people on, on, the, on the turf, score touchdowns. I think that uh, he's fallen off the last couple, but they haven't really used him that well. He only runs like one or two routes and uh, they're not getting him in space. They're not finding creative ways to use his talent. So I've been looking at a lot of projections and he's way down the board in a lot of fantasy leagues. But when you look at his projections, a lot of people have him at like, I don't know, four or 500 yards catching, you know, a couple hundred yards running, probably, you know, anywhere from two to five touchdowns. I mean, that'd be a nice year for Theo. And uh, he's a guy you can get for dirt cheap late. So I went with a couple different names. They're just uh, not the obvious thinking that, uh, man, if people get their hands on Marv at good value or uh, Theo, he might surprise and Theo could get dealt too. Like if he doesn't show up, but he still has some playmaking, I could see him going to another team and being the, the cast pass catching back for that team. And maybe he'd be used differently and used better. So I think that's intriguing to think about as well. So those are two names I had. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we, I, I don't know that we should talk about TJ Hawkinson today with, without, uh, without Grifka's amazing take on him. But I, we've, we've talked about him in the past that he may be a player and he also may be um, under the radar and, and not so impactful because he is a, a rookie tight end. But I, I think there's some, some intriguing value there to coming late in drafts. I think he's going to do uh, a lot better than what uh, Jason people... Witten. Well, yeah, he's younger, but he won't do as good as Jason DeWitten did during his years. But <laughs> anyways, TJ Hawkinson is going to be a decent decent uh tight end his rookie year i i i could see him getting around eight touchdowns um i just think matthew stafford's gonna love this kid and um i think he's gonna do pretty well stafford's gonna look for him a lot i believe during especially towards that red zone area there we go that's why i got chuck on the show he's got a level head he's smart he knows that it's a good pick he's gonna be a great football player he's got great tools um, unlike Grifka, who just looks at, oh, he's a tight end and he was taken early. He's going to take five years to develop. Like, uh, you know, just, just doesn't, doesn't, doesn't think with his brain, just sees those, uh, 
those issues and writes him off. But yeah, man, I think uh, Stafford, Carrion, Marv, Theo, and uh, the Hawk are going to be guys definitely to look out for and, and kind of keep on a radar. So um, there's some Lions talk for everybody. Chuck, uh, our last topic for the day, let's get into some breakouts across the NFL. I mean, I know you had some names and some people you were kind of uh, circling in your magazine there and guys you were thinking about that might be good fantasy grabs at good values. Like what, uh, give us some breakouts from your perspective. Derek, we don't circle anymore. We highlight. Oh, that's right. You're uh, you're 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 doing what I said earlier. Step your game up. Right? <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll go ahead and get into that, Derek. Uh, I guess one name that I really really like um, going into this year is going to be uh, Chris Godwin, uh, wide receiver from Tampa. Um, he is he's got the speed, he's got the hands, um, and with Bruce Arians, any receiver that's been in the slot uh, usually picks up a, a ton of numbers with uh, Bruce Arians' offense. You look at Fitz, Fitz had one of his best years um, with Bruce Arians because they moved him to the slot. Uh, you got, of course, you got Mike Evans out there that's going to take any kind of double team uh, away from him. Um, I also like Mike Williams from San Diego. I think this kid has showed uh, a ton of talent. He just needs to stay, if he can stay healthy through the season, he'll have a huge, huge fantasy football season. Um, I like I like D.D. Westbrook from Jaguars. Um, you know, he's got he's got a quarterback out there. He's a little bit better than Blake Bortles. I'm not really sold on Nick Foles, but he tends to win games, especially for Philadelphia. We'll see what he does for Jacksonville. Um, I, this is one that you don't like, but I, I love this kid. I think he's going to have a, a good year in Kansas City and Damian Williams. Try, please. Please. That's okay. That's all right. When when people are, when you're getting beat by people with him on their team, you're gonna be like Chuck, man. I'm sorry, but struggling. <laughs> um, I like Delvin Cook. I think he's gonna have a bounce back year. I think his knee is finally um, up there um, where he can get back to his speed and his burst and his cuts. Um, and another name I really like is uh, Chris Herndon from the New York Jets. Um, I think he's he's in line to have a, a pretty big year out there in, in the, with the Jets, especially with uh, Le'Veon Bell uh, taking some of the pressure off the short short routes. And I think he's due to have a good year. Chuck, man, I sat back, I listened, I gave you a little bit of shots with the, uh, the audio clips. But, I mean, overall, I like a lot of those names. Uh, you know, I got to do what I do each week, which is edumacate you a little bit that uh, Chris Herndon just got a four-game suspension. So as, as even though I like the player, I mean, if you're playing in standard fantasy leagues, this guy you pretty much got to avoid, I would say, at this point. If he's going to miss a quarter of the fantasy football season, um, you know, again, a good dynasty player, but uh, not a guy you can take in a, in a standard type league. Uh, Damian Williams, I'll be really will be interested to see what he does because he's getting a lot of pub, a lot of people taking him high. I mean, went really high in one of my standard leagues, and I was happy to see him go there. I could see him being good in that offense, but I'm just not a huge fan of the player in general, especially really no track record and no amazing physical traits. You know, I can look past, you know, his, his past, if he's got amazing tools or he's super fast or can catch, he's just kind of like in the middle for me on a lot of things. And I think he'll, he'll be in a committee back a little bit once it's all said and done. But like I say, I like DD. I like uh, Mike Williams a lot. 
Um, you know, Dalvin Cook's a guy I've always liked as a player, even though he's in the Lions division, but he, he can never stay on the field. So I thought you had some good names there. Let me hit you up with a few. Um, let me look at uh, who I got here. So um, some of these are bigger names. Some are a little bit under the radar. I'll just rumble through them. Um, Stefan Diggs for the Vikings is a guy this year that, you know, I feel like for the last couple of years, he's sort of been coming on. But even last year, he was looked over by your boy, uh, Adam Thielen. And I think this is the year he sort of takes off and becomes a really, I mean, super polished route runner. I like his youth. I like his just ability to run every route, make big plays, you know, put up the volume that you're going to need to be good. So I've been trying to acquire him and think he has big upside. I'm curious on these two receivers, James Washington, this guy I really like with the Steelers. I know Juju was talking him up, uh, I think just last week, saying he's going to really blow up and surprise some people. So he backed up my pick there. So James Washington, I like. I got him in a few leagues uh, where I took late in rookie drafts. So I'm hoping that he uh, pans out. Tyler Boyd for the Bengals is a guy that I haven't liked very much, but I don't know. There's something about him where he looks feels like Marvin Jones Jr., where he's sort of uh, – you know, was under the radar, but he has the athleticism. He kind of is kind of long and smooth. And I feel like he has a chance if they get him the football to sort of go from where he was like nobody like two years ago. Last year, he kind of made some plays, was given opportunities. If he's a feature in that offense, you know, I'm throwing him out there. I did have big Mike, Mikey Williams on my list. So you talked about him. Tariq Cohen's a guy that I'm intrigued by because I don't know how he's going to be used. I feel like when I looked at his stats last year, I was shocked. This guy had like 70 or 80 catches. Like he had lots of uh, explosive plays and everybody's saying, Oh, he's not going to get used now. Cause they got a rookie and they brought in a few other running backs. Like this is a guy, when I watch him in games, he feels like other players to me where they just seem way faster than everybody else on the field. I mean, what's his nickname? Little Smokey. So uh, every time I watch him, I'm like, man, this guy looks like he's just at a different speed than everybody else. So I think if they can get him in space and uh, I love, you know, that coach for the bears, I hate to admit it. Matt Nagy just seems to know how to uh, do some things back both when he was in Kansas city and everywhere else. So I think Cohen can still be a ball player and you can get him at a good value. Then I got some big names, man. Joe Mixon's been my guy for a while for what he does on the field, I, and he's been clean off. I think that this guy could jump up into the top five overall running backs this year if they feature him. Carry um, on Johnson, who you talked about for our Lions. I feel like he's a guy that you can scoop up probably in the third or fourth round of most standard leagues. And uh, that, so like if you go wide receiver heavy, let's say you go two big wide receivers, you could actually get carry on and uh, another solid back after that. And that, fourth, fifth round value. I mean, I think he could pay dividends for you if that's your strategy you want to go with. And then my boy Baker boy, I mean, Baker Mayfield to me has all the moxie, all the, the arm talent, the accuracy, he's got the playmakers. I feel like this is a guy that everybody's sort of hyping right now, but I think when it's all said and done, like he's going to be Jeez, with some of the older guard heading out the door, I'm thinking this guy could be top eight, top five, and then heading up to that really upper echelon when it's all said and done in the next couple of years. So he's a guy I'd love to get if I could. And you uh, what? You didn't even say his name right. You got to say it better than that. Baker Mayfield. That's what people <laughs> that... got to give it to him. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a good reminder. I mean, uh, that's a guy I really think can break out. And again, his name is Baker. Come Mayfield, oh, B. 
baby. Oh wait, hold on. Oh baby. I usually only use that for AO. Everybody knows that the new uh, one of my favorite corners for the Lions, but uh. Uh, Baker boy might get that uh, sound drop as well. One other name I want to throw in here. He was uh, on my list here. I kind of skipped over him. Rashad Penny is a guy I loved in the draft. And uh, they got some other running backs out there in Seattle. But there's a lot of buzz around him about, well, maybe he'll go from second or third on depth chart to pushing Chris Carson out. And, uh, and when you watch Rashad Penny, man, the guy has college production. He can move. He can get it done. So I think Rashad Penny, if given the opportunity, could go from a middle-round pick to a not going to be an elite running back, but probably in that top 15, top 10 type running back that you want to have on your team, either as a number two or as a, a number three RB. So th- those are the breakouts I had, man. Any beefs? I know you don't have the uh, the sound clips to knock me down, but uh, any any beefs with those names I threw out there? Uh, Derek, I, I like your list for the most part, but I mean, Joe Mixon, really? That's like me saying, you know who's going to have a breakout year? Saquon Barkley. That guy's <laughs> going to be so good this year. I want you guys to make sure you draft him. Joe Mixon, that's not a breakout, man. He's going to be, that's no sleeper pick. That dude's going to be taken in the first round in most drafts. I have him super high. I think the, these aren't sleepers, these are breakouts. Yeah, but everybody already knows that, man. Everybody There's a difference like and, and the reason I put him on is because Joe Mixon, if you look at it, he's at the bottom of that running back one ish tier. So like when you're at that bottom running back one, maybe a high running back two. I'm, I told you he's going to be top five or top three at the position. That's breaking out, man. That's going you, from going to be good. You know, Zeke what? Elliott. You guys, you guys <laughs> probably haven't heard of him yet. Zeke Elliott. Check it out. Breakout. Season, OK. Baby. Okay, well, that the difference is you must like Mixon because I got a lot of buddies that always, when I try to talk up Joe Mixon, they're like, ah, he's not that good. And then I go pull up the stats and, like, the guy's putting up 1,200 yards and has – he's not even getting the football, but he's having, you know, 1,200, 1,300-yard year, whatever he had last year. He had some kind of number which surprised me. It was, like, better because he wasn't even getting the football and he was hurt and the guy still scores touchdowns, can catch. I mean, well, so really. there's a lot of people out there that don't think he's that good. That's why I put him on my list. Cincinnati's um, offensive line was like a paper mache last year. They that offensive line has improved a ton this year. Uh, they brought in some guys, and I think they drafted a couple good ones too. Um, so yeah, but they just had Jonah Williams out for the year already, so that that's gonna hurt him because I was yeah. hoping he'd hold down that side as well as he's good in the run game, but uh, he's done. So yeah, but at the same time, that all line is still, you know, twice the old line as it was last year. Even yeah. even Andy Dalton is going to have a little bit better every year, too. But <laughs> yeah. I really like Joe yeah. Mixon. Yeah, so I guess to me that oh. wasn't a breakout player for me because I already knew it, and I like him. Yeah. Yeah, man, it's a breakout's always, sub, you know, subjective, like, what do you think? But I mean, we're looking for guys that really, when we're doing this podcast next year, are going to be like, oh, man, these are guys you got to have on your team. Whereas this year, they're kind of mid-level guys. So I think a lot of the names we threw out for the people are uh, guys that, you know, are good or have upside, but maybe haven't shown it yet or have reached a certain level, but we're really thinking they'll take that huge next step. And that's what it comes down to. I mean, next year you want to scoop up, uh, you know, Mike Williams now. And then when he blows up, he's already on your team rather than he blows up this year and you're trying to catch up, catch up after the fact. Cause that's, that's never fun when you're always playing catch up like that. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, for, especially for dynasty leagues, you do want to. You sometimes it's better just to get the guy 
a year before you know he's actually going to be really good because, you know, you got other people in that dynasty league. If they know what they're doing, they're thinking the same thing. So, yeah, yeah, man. Uh, well, like I said, uh, I thought this was a fun show. We uh, we talked about some really timely news items. We got to talk about um, how do you win. I mean, we're really hoping everybody that's listening to the fantasy football flavor can win their fantasy leagues, can use this knowledge we're sharing as well as their own. Uh, you know, players they like and try to win those championships. That's what we want to do the most. Uh, I know everybody on here is, um, you know, looking for that Lions content. So we got them some kind of some sneaky names, some um, some main names, but then some under the radar guys that they can maybe consider might uh, may, might have a better year than they expect. And then uh, gave them some, some breakouts or at least some players, uh, as Chuck kind of argued, that are guys that are good, but are they going to be great? And uh, that's what we'll have to see after the, after the season. So uh, Chuck, man, you got anything else before we uh, close this thing up? No, I mean, if, uh, if, if the people out there want to hear something, hit us up on Twitter and we'll, we'll, we'll put that into our, our show. Now, Chuck, you threw that out there, but I mean, do you have a Twitter handle for the people or they need to hit me up? I'll tell you what, by, by the next show, I'll have one. <laughs> All right, we'll uh, we'll try to get you some uh, followers if you come through with that. Because like I said, the people are awesome, man. They've really been supporting our show and uh, really enjoy interacting with them. It's pretty fun. Like once you get on there, like everybody always has really good questions or they uh, support the show. And that's always fun to interact with folks. So I think that's a good thing. Get on that. And then in the meantime, send your uh, tweets, your questions, your um, anything you got at Derek Oakery. That's D-E-R-E-K. O-K-R-I-E on Twitter. We just changed that up with some of the other uh, projects and things I got going on. So, Chuck, I think this music is only fitting while I thank the people and get us out of here. A little NFL prime time. I like it. Man, there's nothing better, was it, than watching prime time and seeing uh, Berman and Jackson up there and going, prime time, prime time. <laughs> like with, and then going into this music and just watching highlights all night long that was incredible from 8am or from 9am all the way up to midnight all the time absolutely man so um, let's go ahead and do this again like we said we thank everybody for supporting the show um, we're glad to be back we hope that some of the uh, sounds and different things that we're working with are uh, coming together and uh we are having fun with it. We thank you for the support. We'll be back next week talking all things fantasy football. Keep on that Twitter to see what the heck we're going to be talking about. And uh, we'll hit everybody back then. And uh, Chuck, man, thanks again. Glad you're back. Glad you got a vacay. And uh, check you here right next week. Right here thank next week for another episode of the Fantasy Football Flavor, buddy. Thank you, everybody. Take care. We're out. Get in!